0: Hosting and bandwidth provided by the Blue Box Group. Check them out at bluebox.net. You're fantastic at coding, but do you have an action plan to take it to the next level? The upcoming book, Next Level Freelance, will help you optimize your freelance business for happiness. The book is packed with actionable steps to make more money, case studies, tips to find more clients, and exercises for you to establish your desired lifestyle. Extras include nine interviews with freelancers who make great money while enjoying great work-life balance, videos on strategies to find quality subcontractors, and videos on making more free time by outsourcing your daily tasks. Check it out today, nextlevelfreelance.com. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 75 of The Freelancer Show. This week on our panel we have Eric Davis. Hello. Jim Gay. Howdy. Reuven Lerner. Hello there. I'm Charles Maxwood from devchat.tv, and we have two special guests this week. Uh, Mike Brooks. Hi everybody. And Stephen Gardner. Good afternoon. So, I know Mike, um, he's in my uh, mastermind group, so we talk a couple times a month, um, you know, we've uh, talked outside of the group a little bit about different things, and I've heard Steven on Mike's show, the Nuclear Chowder Marketing Show. I'm going to give you guys a chance here to introduce yourselves, and then we'll get into the show. Uh, Mike, why don't you go first?
1: Sure. Uh, sure. Yeah. um, you know, I, I, as you said, I met you through the Masterminds group, and it's been a real pleasure getting to know you and hearing what you do, Chuck. I mean, it's really, uh, uh, really, really got a great handle on what it is you've been doing, and it's uh, been, been a real pleasure to learn from. You. So, my company is a internet marketing company. We do web design, search engine optimization, social media, and uh, the best way I can kind of. Explain it and sum it all up is that you got the combination of, of Stephen who will introduce himself in a moment and myself, and our social media manager, uh, and it adds a different element to the kind of company we are. We're, we're not just an SEO company, you know, but we're not just an internet marketing company. We're not just a web design company. We bring all those elements to it. So if one of us disagrees with something the other is doing based on our expertise, we can make sure we're giving the best solution to the client so that not only are they found, but they're going to get conversion to a customer from prospect to customer so that's pretty much what uh, my company does of course i've got my own podcast called their child online marketing small business podcast as you mentioned and uh that's one of my favorite favorite very favorite things to do
0: awesome and and i have to say listening to your show you know you really do get a feel that you you care about the small businesses you care about the people listening to the show and it it, it it just really shows and and your advice is usually just dead on with what i need it's it's kind of funny um you must be following more closely than i than just in the mastermind group or something but
1: yeah i well you know i appreciate that Chuck and you know you just recently gave me some really amazing feedback that just blew me away made my made my year man and uh but i came from a, a business background where i i owned my own small business i own a martial arts school before i got into the internet marketing thing, so I kind of, I know what it's like to be, like, almost not able to pay the rent. You know, I know what it's like to struggle, and I just, I have an affinity for those kinds of businesses. You know, I, mean, I love working with, uh, it's exciting to work with any size business, but I really have a special place for those one-person operations that are struggling. Yep,
0: yeah, definitely, and, and, and like I said, it definitely shows, um, let's give Stephen an opportunity to introduce himself real quick.
2: Yeah, thanks. My name is Stephen Gardner. I work with Mike as his SEO manager. Um, I've been working with the internet marketing and search engine field for, well, almost 15 years now. Um, has devolved over the, the dot com era and the e-commerce era and now into the, the new informational world. Um, I'm the guy that sits in the back room and is working on all the technical stuff. So keywords and keyword densities and logistics and analytics and all that fun stuff that nobody cares about, but everybody wants. And, uh, pretty much I'm the, the guy in the back room that's doing the, the technical stuff, staying out of the way most of the time. So. All right. So, so what I tell people, Chuck, is, is he's the brand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it
0: sounds like he's the master of the black arts.
1: <laughs> he is. You know, Steven, Steven has, I mean, I brought Steven on a, a couple of years ago now and it was like one of the best decisions I ever made because I was doing all the SEO myself. And Steven just eats, sleeps, breathes it, does it the right way. You know, he's not doing any of the dirty tricks that get you into trouble these days. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's phenomenal. And, and he comes on my show every now and then and does our
2: SEO moment where he talks about what's going on lots going on. We're happy to be here and answer questions or do whatever we can.
0: So So awesome. So real quick, I want to explain to the listener, you might hear a little bit of uh, audio quality issues. Half of the people on this call are on their phones. Um, Skype just didn't want to cooperate today. So that's what we're doing. And if it bothers you, I apologize. But anyway, let's get in and, and talk about this for a minute. So one thing that I really am starting to do is kind of build up a little bit more of a consultancy you know i I want to get a few more subcontractors under me and and that means i need to find more work and it seems like one of the best ways to do that is to get um my company's website up toward the top of google or bing or whatever um so I'm, i'm wondering you know what what are kind of the top one or two things that i can do with my website to get it there
1: well you know, I'll start from the from the marketing point of view, and then I'll turn it over to Stephen for the SEO. You know, it, it, and I, and this is without seeing you know without having your site in front
0: of you. Of course, I'm driving right now. <laughs> that's okay. I haven't I built it yet.
1: It would, oh, perfect. Well, that's you. now you know I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna let Stephen answer the technical stuff. But what I want to see in a site for a client is you know I want to see strong marketing, and I want to see really good content with a marketing strategy behind it, so not just content for content's sake. And you're already doing that, Chuck. You're creating a, a podcast. I don't, are you creating a weekly podcast, or is it daily? What's your frequency?
0: Um, I have four shows, and they're all weekly.
1: Okay, so you have four different shows. You're creating a ton of content. And I would balance, you know, as long as you're, you're creating written content with that, the audio is going to be great. But I would also balance that written content. I would probably put some blog, you know, blog in there, so that when you're not on days when you're not putting out the audio, you might be putting a written blog out there. Uh, but the more content you create, and the more the, the more quality that content is, the better off you're going to be, you know. And, and Stephen again can get into the technical stuff, but Google wants to see new, regular, fresh content that is of high value. You know, they 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 really understand context now, so no longer can you put out just purely keyword-optimized content. It's got to be a balance between keywords and what the reader wants. And just the better that, you know, I can't stress that enough, the better the content is, so much so that you're getting picked up on social media. So you have a social media strategy in there where you're syndicating this stuff out, but also getting other people to syndicate it for you. And the only way to do that is to participate and build relationships on social media, like me and you. You know, we're both podcasters. If I see something you do, I'm going to tweet it. I'm going to want to put it on Facebook because I want my audience to see what you're doing. You know, because I know your content. I know what what you're like. I know what kind of person you are. So I would want to share that content. So... I would wanna, you know, I wanna see that, but I also wanna see, like, good strong calls to action, good headlines, good marketing message, and good lead capture. So, one of the ways I see a lot of people make the mistake of not having lead capture on their site, some kind of system like Aweber, hey or even constant contact at the very minimum so that the visitor can be brought into that prospecting sales funnel. And to go along with that, I would want to see some kind of really strong free giveaway to incentivize your audience visitors to come to your site and enter that email address. So I'll kind of turn it over to Stephen and build upon that you know, go with that and explain the technical behind what, what I was talking about.
2: Yeah, I mean, Google really is, uh, content is king. I mean, that's always been the case, but more and more so as the years pass i kind of told everybody 2013 is, is kind of back to the basics for SEO. The strategies that people have been using in the last few years, Google has really come down on, um, and, and and rightfully so. Um, there's a lot of, you know, I'll call them black hat, but gray hat, just content generation, link schemes, backlink structures. You know, there's all those crazy things that people get into and the latest gimmick to try to rank your site. Uh, and it used to work, you know. I mean, you used to be able to go out and, and really buy your way to the top of SEO. Uh, and Google in 2012 with Penguin and Panda, and even more so in in, in 2013, have really come down on that and and are really going back to the basics of good quality, clean content, distributed well. Make sure your site has the basics. Make sure your tags are there. Make sure your your keywords are you know density is reasonable. Make sure you're having calls to action to your audience. Getting that. User engagement, that social engagement, you know, on social media involved. You know, the tricks of of going out and just mass making links and mass broadcasting aren't not only aren't going to work anymore, but they're going to get you penalized. I mean, so it's a really different ballgame with uh, with what Google's looking at. But yeah, content and blog is is by far a great way. People it amazes me how many businesses still don't have blogs on their site. Uh, you know, you don't need to be a writer. There's there's ways to get content out there if you're not an English major or you're not someone that wants to sit down and write. Uh, there's, there's options for it. You know, it's not as hard as you think to put out short spurts of, of good quality content that get the users involved. Um, and that's really the most important thing right now. Right. You know, I, I, I have
1: a suggestion that I usually give people when they... A lot of times, you're not going to have a problem with this, Chuck, because you're a content creator, but there's a lot of business owners, uh, you know, they're busy in their small business working on it, and some of them are working 10, 11, 12 hours a day seven days a week they don't have time to create content and they they it's just not that they don't have time but they it's very hard and the concept of it seems like, oh God, now I have another job, to do. how am I going to do this? It gets very, very difficult. What I tell people the best way to get your arms around this is think about all the questions that you get asked on a regular basis. Because anybody who's in business or anybody who's thinking of getting in business is going to get just those questions they hear all the time. And write those down. You know, spend a day, spend a week just logging, creating a log of all those questions. Get as many as you can. Then go back and create the answers to those questions. There's your content. You know, and if you're not a writer, speak it into, uh, you know, to dictate. Go get, like, dragging dictation on, on, my, on your iPhone or put it in the mem- voice memo and hire a, a freelancer for... for you know, five bucks on Fiverr or something to transcribe it for you. And, and that's your content. That's a great way to get really relevant content that's probably going to have strong, focused keywords in it just because that's what people are, are looking for. This is what Jim. Um, i question. Okay. sorry to interrupt.
3: One of the things that, that comes to mind as I'm, as I'm listening is, you know, how do you help your clients determine what they ought to be targeting. You know, like I, I've had clients before, and they say, "Well, we want to be at the top of, uh, of the list uh, on Google." And and you go back to them with the question, saying, "Okay, for what?" Um, and it's pretty easy to be the top of the list for your company name, but that's not really what you want. You want to figure out, you know, what it is your customers or potential customers are looking for. So, how do you help them think through those types of things? All
1: right, that's a great question, and we I kind of alluded to that in... Just what I just said, which is as you get your your mind around those questions you're frequently asked, that's probably going to be a really great way to understand what people might be typing into Google. You know, if, if the first question that somebody asks me is, how do I get my website number one on Google, that would be a question I'd answer, and that's likely something they type into, right, or any of the search engines. And... In a lot of our small businesses, those questions are prefaced with "how to," "how to do this," and, and when you get those keywords or, or those those things that your audience is asking, for you, and it's hard if you're if you're not in business already, it's harder to do this. But if you're if you've been in business any length of time, you probably get the same darn question asked over and over again. You know the one that you get asked a hundred times—that's your number one question, and that's probably. A good starting point for what are people typing into Google. Now, there's other ways to do it. I'll kind of turn it over to Stephen to talk about the technical, but, you know, we can examine your customer, you know, what, uh, competitors, what your competitors are doing, what they're targeting, you know, what keywords they're targeting. A lot of times, you know, if they're doing AdWords and they're paying for those keywords, we can, you know, we can have a pretty good idea of, you know, these are the important keywords. Uh, but let me, let me turn it over Stuff,
2: over. You see them. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the natural side of it. And, and you're always writing for your, for your user, obviously. I mean, your keywords should be relatively self-obvious. If you're a dentist, you know, what's your, your keywords there? Um, but there's some good tools out there, too, you can use. Um, I Cockpit is one that I use often for, for keyword generation. There's SpyFoo keyword generator. And of course, a free one is the Google AdWords tool, which is going through some revisions right now. The Google AdWords tools are making some changes, but you know, it's if you go in and put your main keyword in there, which you should know your main keyword, again, we'll use dentist. If you're you're a dentist in in Albany, it's gonna come back and it's gonna tell you, okay, dentistry and, and you know, all the long tail terms that, that people are going after and the competition and, and the things to to go after for them. One other good tool that's out there that's real inexpensive, and I think they even have a free version for bloggers, is um, called HitTail. H-I-T-T-A-I-L. Hittail is a a script you install on your website and what it does is it compares your Google Analytics to your content and it comes back on what to write about. It comes back on, hey, these are people that are finding you on the long tail keywords. You know, it's not going to tell you dentist in Albany, it's going to tell you sedation dentist in Albany that's cheap. You know, but it's going to give you suggestions on what to write on on those four or five word keyword suggestions that you are going to do the rank number one on and take the traffic on. So that's a real
0: good tool to look cool. at. Hmm. Interesting.
2: Yeah. You know, one of one of the the best ways
1: for me that I've been able to figure out over time, and you know, this kind of thing changes too. It's not just you know you don't, you don't just do it once. Uh, you're constantly you know looking at this and assessing this. Uh, it may change over time. One of the most powerful ways is just getting onto places where my clients are, where my prospects are. And and understanding what it is, you know, I know I'm harping on that, but understanding what they're asking, what their problems are. You can, you know, that's what Google is there for in in reality, right? A problem-solving tool. That's why it's so popular. You have a problem, you go to Google and you go, how do I do this? And up pops a gazillion things because somebody has created that content for it. And the person who wins is the one who creates the best content. Best quality. That's the person you're going to bookmark. You come back to. you're Going to give them their your email address. So where you know, think about where you can go. And every niche, every industry, every business is a little different. Where can you go that your perfect client, perfect prospect is hanging out already? You know, for me, a lot of those, a lot of times, it's on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a great place to go and see what conversation people are having, what kind of questions they're asking. Uh, social Media Examiner for me is a great one. That's an online magazine for social media managers, and tons of people in in all these different companies, big and small, all over the world, ask questions of Social Media Examiner, and they answer their questions. So I can go and, and do reconnaissance and see what those questions are, and and I, I'll tell you, you know, some these are long, longer tail keywords, and sometimes they're not so obvious, but they get it get you a ton of traffic. I mean for example I I did a video where I showed my I did just did a YouTube screenshot video where I showed folks how to put the recommendations box on their Facebook page when that people were asking that question. So I just the name of the video is how to put the recommendations box on your Facebook page. I may have even called it my because a lot of people were like they're not going to type your, they're going to type my. So I get a ton of traffic from that. Video, you know, get a ton of hits to it and a ton of traffic from it, and, and it's targeted, you know, because I'm answering a direct question. So, little food uh, little for thought there is think of where you know, where your audience is hanging out and go and spy on them. Nothing more powerful than that.
0: So, I, I, I want to go back to Google just for a minute. Is it worth trying to get to the top of you know some of the more generic searches, like for example? Um, if I type in, uh, Ruby on Rails developer, which is what I do, um, I wind up getting, what, like 9 billion results or 9 million results or something like that. And if I type in Rails developer, I get 25 million results. So, does that mean that it's going to be harder to get to the top there or?
1: Oh, yeah. You know, the more, the more specific you are, if I want to optimize the keyword SEO, which I always tell Steven I want to be number one for SEO. And, uh, I'm working on it but you know that's I uh, think there's going to be eight <laughs> uh results for, for that so where am I going to start I'm going to probably start on page 5000 you know with a brand new site I, and my site new as of January really so 6 months later 7 months later I'm not going to be number one for SEO uh, SEO uh, consultant you know now we're, now we're starting to narrow it down right so the more words you put on that on that keyword, the more uh, you're narrowing it down. Now when you start thinking longer like how do I do this in Ruby and Rails? You're hitting a more targeted keyword where there's not as much traffic, but there's more specific and targeted traffic, that's better traffic, but better quality traffic. But also you're still working on the words Ruby on Ruby and Rails, right? Uh-huh. So you're still working that in there. So One of the hard things for people to get their arms around, and sometimes search comes down to ego. You know, everybody wants to be number one. The most important thing, good good marketing, when you're you're getting clients, means that you have the right message, you have the right media, and you're hitting the right market. That's the old Dan Kennedy saying, if you're a Dan Kennedy person. He he already says, right message, right media, right market. All those three things have to be right. You have to be saying the right things on your site. You have to be delivering it in the right way. And you have to be getting the right people. And targeting traffic, you know, going after really broad keywords, sometimes it can be good and it's important to do that. But, you know, we, we would rather have five people find us who are the perfect match to our message than five thousand people who are not the perfect match. You know, I mean, sometimes somewhere along the lines, obviously, if you can get about five million people, you may get a, a client or two out of that. But the reality is, work up on those keywords that are super targeted, that have a little bit of traffic, but it's perfect traffic for. You. So, how, so how do I go about doing that? Let's say, I mean, I'm also a Rails consultant and I do a lot of training, so I can imagine based on what you told me, two sort of directions to go in. One would be to try to target training, and the other would be to find the questions people have. Let's say I, I wanted to do one or both of those. What do I do to my site in order to get people attracted to those keywords in order to make those keywords rank higher for my site?
2: So uh, the, the way keywords are still working, and they've always worked, is, is Google's looking for relevant content on your site to match the keywords. So, again, that's where I'm a big proponent of hit-tail and long-tail keywords because, again, you're looking for buyer's keywords or, or control keywords, you know, yeah, the the, the big keywords are, are great, but you're, take a long time to get there. And, and odds are, unless you really have the content and long-term support to get there, you're fighting an uphill battle. So take a long-tail keyword, run a hit-tail report, or run a report that gives you, you know, okay, I want training on Ruby Rail New York or, you know, whatever it is you want to come up with there. And make a page or a post that's dedicated to that topic. You know, you only want one post or one page per keyword or per set of keywords, I guess you should say. That's focused. So your title tags are on that topic. You know, you're doing a good page structure with some good internal backlinking with that as a topic. You know, make sure your H tags have, you know, your H1, your H2. If you have a page that's talking about Ruby on Rails training, the subtopics of the training should be, you know, in good H2 tags so that Google knows the H3 tags. So they know what it is. Get a good structure that way. And then, of course, backlinks. I mean, you're going to have to go after backlinks. You're going to have to go and get some some structure going there to to link into it. But if your page is really well optimized and clean and strong on one specific topic and your internal structure is good and, and everything comes together, you've a good first step there. You're going to hold. You're not going after something that's not going to get changed. That's
0: really that's interesting. Okay. So, so basically, just to give you an example, let's say that I want to write budgeting software in Ruby on Rails. And so I can write a blog post or a series of blog posts that basically outline, here are the concerns that I have with writing, you know, while writing the software, here's how I wrote the software, here's what the software does, and you can continually be putting up, you know, budgeting software in Rails, you know, I I wanted to say episode, but I guess it's, uh, you know, number one, number two, number three, and, uh, you know, and then what you did with it, and that way people can find it because you have that information in the page where Google will read it and consume it. Absolutely,
2: and again, if you think about it just like a podcast, you're, you're going to want to go back and link those together. So you know, if you're just writing a series of these posts, backlink your, your new posts back to your original posts to give them more authority. So as you're continuing to grow and get those foundations, it, it really is episodes if you think about it. I mean, it's, it's a good way of continuing the thread on finding related posts, finding related topics. Um, if you have a page on your site dedicated to that topic, not just a post, link, make sure you're linking back to your pages. I mean, people forget the the basics of the internal structure, internal linking, and internal tags, and, and image optimization, and all those things are, are just as important as your backlink strategy these days, and becoming more so the way that Google's changing completely. So,
1: at the end of the day, the thing I want to see people do too is, is really write for the human being and forget about the search engine
2: to a certain extent,
1: and you know, write to your customer, write to your prospect, because all the you know search engine optimization in the world is not going to make somebody buy from you. And if you're writing to your customer's needs, to your prospect's needs, you're going to be doing more, and you're doing really well, you know, really good content that's truly valuable to them. You're going to be doing more good for yourself, uh, in SEO than anything you could do. And, and, you know, there's the social media element. A lot of people don't know that how, how intertwined social media now is with search. You know, it's, it's, search has gone social. Social signals are increasingly more important every day for search engine optimization, but also for virality, virality, where it's, it's that, you know, you write something, I Google it, I find you, and then I go share it to my audience on Facebook because it's relevant. You know, I'm like, oh my God, this is the greatest piece of content ever. So you get even more out of that syndication. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So
0: when I'm putting the page together, I mean, obviously, I'm going to want people to love it and share it, and and I think I think that's more important, at least to me, than you know having all the key words in the right place. But if I can put the keywords in the right place, where do I put them? I mean, is it the header tags? Is it? I've heard title. I've heard meta tags.
1: Right, I'm gonna, you know, I'm I'm gonna answer that from a little bit of a marketing and technical point of view. I'm gonna let Stephen finish it off and and correct all the things that I got wrong, but. You're going to want to do it in, in your title of your blog post. You want to have it maybe in, your, in a headline and then appear in, in the body. I'll let Stephen fill in, you know, paint that broad stroke for But, you know, do that. Or, and that's why Stephen said, worry about one thing. Because when you're talking about really one specific thing, and this is going back to the beginning when I said, find those FAQs, those frequently asked questions sometimes people go too broad with it they try and answer too much in one blog post it's very very difficult actually to stay really tight on one target for a blog post or a podcast but if you if you tear that down it's going to be so much easier to get that word and, and the relevant words that go with it to appear in in the blog post in the right places and they can happen very organically for you without you even trying so let me you know turn it over to Stephen and let him give you the the real te- technical <laughs> places.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, the domain name itself, the, the exact match domains, are becoming more and more crucial. So, if you can get your your keyword in the domain, that's a, that's a huge plus. Um, forgetting that, obviously, your post or your page title is most important. I mean, that's definitely number one. And then your your H tags as you work your way down. And your title really should be an H one tag in most cases. If you break it into good writing skills, make sure you have good paragraph topics. You should have H2 and H3 tags in there and, and keeping them in the H tags is important. Meta tags, as far as Google is concerned, is pretty well dead. You really don't have to worry about meta tags anymore. Um, there are some exceptions to that rule that are out there on some of the smaller search engines. So I typically still fill them in, but from a Google perspective, meta tags are, are gone. And then in your keyword, you know, in the, in the body itself, you know, don't, do one of the the old-school style of, okay, I want to rank on XYZ doctor and copy that exact keyword 20 times in the article because I want my density to be so high that it it spans out, right naturally. You know, Google is now looking, they have what's called LSI, which is looking at variations. So it knows doctor and it knows DR and it knows, uh, you know, medic and it knows other related keywords that are on topic. So as long as you are using your keyword using variations of your keyword, your mix matches, and that type of thing, and you're on topic, your writing will naturally flow strong enough to make sure that your density is good and that your audience is reading it. Uh, and keep in mind some of the little things you can do, such as images. Um, image optimization is always important. Putting in the alt tags is still an important one. Making sure that your tags are there. Again, it's less critical, but it's an easy way to, to get the keyword to show back up. Uh, categories. If you're using a CMS like WordPress or or one of those, you know, if you can put stuff into a specific category, that always gives you an easy way to get it in there. Um, squeeze it in wherever you can without without trying to squeeze it in and, and, and look too obvious. It's really the, the fine line you gotta walk there. So.
1: All right. Great. Right. Yeah. With all the um, work now, I mean, people are having more and more JavaScript on their site. Uh, does that affect SEO at all? My my gut feeling is that yes, it does but I'm curious to hear about
2: it. Yeah, JavaScript's one little thing. JavaScript is primarily ignored by Google. Uh, they do read certain things, and, you know, it's not completely ignored, but as a whole, it's, it's not as, as crucial. Where it does come into play, though, is if you get too many, too much JavaScript or too much animation and things going on, it affects your page speed. Uh, and page speed is definitely one that Google is looking at, it's your load times and, and that type of stuff. So you got to balance the creativity and what the script's doing for you and what benefit it's giving you. Versus what's the drag it's causing on the other side. As soon it worthwhile? it's um, worthwhile, and there are some things you can do. There's making sure you're using a good cache plugin again, going back to WordPress or, or one of the CMS's, uh, you know, W three Cache or, or one of the equivalents. Uh, you can put your content on a CDN uh, like Cloudflare is a you know an example. There are others out there. Um, those types of things that will give you the optimization, the minifies, the script cleanup, that kind of stuff that. The JavaScript won't impact you so much and still use the usability without slowing you down
0: too much. I have another question. Um we've been talking a lot about Google and you know, I understand Google is the, the big the big dog in the fight right now. Um but you know, you also have Yahoo and Bing and some of these other ones out there. Um of, of particular interest to me is the fact that uh Apple announced that iOS seven by default will look things up on Bing now instead of Google. So if, if I tell Siri to look, you know, find something for me, it's gonna go look in Bing. So are there different approaches for getting, uh, ranking in Bing or Yahoo as opposed to Google?
2: There are some variations. Uh, The the basic core structure is the same. I mean, the algorithms are obviously different, uh, but they're written after each other. So if you follow best practices on one, you're all automatically optimizing for both. From playing with it, I will say Bing is they respond to backlinks more than Google does right now. They they haven't downplayed backlinks as heavily as Google has in the last year, particularly exact match, uh, exact keyword backlinks. Google seems to, re- or sorry, Bing seems to still put per- uh, per- precedence on the exact match uh, keyword density more than than Google does. Bing is also much more social connected right now than Google is, and I say that in a very general way. Google is using the social terms and the and the stuff in their algorithm. But Bing is actually showing social results, Facebook results, Twitter results. They're they're more uh, up to speed with some of the social that's happening uh, in the results result patterns. So you know, keeping things on Twitter and Facebook and, uh, and are going to be more targeted for Bing. But usually, like I said, as a whole, if you're writing your page structure, your content for Yahoo for Bing, you're you're pretty well you're optimizing for all of them. The general purpose things are still the same. There's no real major variance.
1: I think Google is a little more irritable. So you know, not only do they do do we talk about them, and we kind of use Google as that as the catch-all for search because they own the market share, but they're much more irritable. They roll out a change to their algorithm that just kills people. You know, it takes it 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 affects a massive portion of their of their index, and they throw businesses into a tailspin. You know, and, and with the recent changes we've seen. I'd say a good 50% of the clients that come to us are, are coming to us with a penalization of some sort that they didn't even know they had, and it's Google. It's on Google. It's not on Yahoo. It's not on things. It's on Google. So, you know, that's another reason why I think you know, you'll hear us use the word Google for search.
2: Yeah. I will say, too, for anybody that's looking at, at their, their statistics and their analytics and, and their speeds and all these types of things, uh, Bing's Webmaster Tools, in my opinion, is far superior to Google's Webmaster Tools in most cases. Um, they really have done a great job in the last year or year and a half of getting Bing's Webmaster Tools to really give you a good breakdown of what's going on, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. Um, you know, everybody kind of just forgot to, to play with Webmaster Tools in Bing and to the thing most people don't bother to optimize for for Webmaster Tools for Bing. Um, the insight I get there typically on a client site is, is better than Google or more relevant than Google um, on, on some of the more detailed type stuff. So it's interesting to run both and see what the comparison are.
0: I was actually about to ask you about the Webmaster Tools. Have you found that it's, it, it helps you to be have your site registered in the Webmaster Tools for these different systems?
2: Uh, absolutely. You get warnings. I mean, they're sending you their junk mail all the time, but they give you good tips. I mean, they're going to come through and they're telling you something's going on. Uh, they'll tell you if there's an update that needs to be looked at. You can see if there's sudden drop-offs in some of your keywords and where your traffic's coming from. Um, you know, Google Analytics and, and the analytics software that are out there do a nice job of the overview. But when you really get down to the page level stuff, Big Master Tools or Google Analytics definitely has some other insights that are that are useful and important to look at. Um, even like testing, it talks about your robot files and you know, is your sitemap doing what it's supposed to? And you know, is there any 404 errors that you need to look at. You know, your analytics aren't. Are, you're looking at a different thing. You're looking at your traffic versus. You know, does my site have those technical issues that need to to get addressed? What's my page load? Those types of things that need to be looked at for the for the hardcore technical to to really improve. Nice,
0: right. I'll have to check those out.
2: Yeah, yeah. Bing is like I said. If you haven't looked at Bing Webmaster Tools, definitely. You know, people forget to register their sitemaps. Bing Webmaster Tools sitemaps. You know, even the other small guys that are out. Ask Sitemap is still out there. Uh, make sure you're dropping those in there, and and of course the the one that everybody forgets today, that just because directories have changed so much, Dmoz is still out there and still feeds a ton of the little search engines that are out there. So if you don't have a Dmoz profile, uh, it's still a very critical thing to have done. It, so.
0: so I have one more question. My dad is a dentist, so his his business is local. Mine's not. I mean, I have. I have worked for clients in all parts of the world, and um, you know, and that's interesting. And so, I don't, I, I don't really, uh, I guess, optimize my stuff for local searches, and, and maybe I should, um, but that, I guess that's a discussion for another day. I guess my question is though, how do you optimize for local search? Is it mostly Google Maps, or is there more to it than that?
2: There's definitely more to it than that. I mean, Google Places, Google Maps, or Google Plus, whatever they they decide to call it this week, is definitely critical. There's a ton of traffic there. Building citations, so going out and getting, it doesn't work on a backlink system like your website does. They go off what's called citations. It looks for your name, your address, and your phone number on other high-ranking sites. Yelp, Foursquare, White Pages, you know, on and on and on. There's tons of them out there. And it looks for that connection back. It looks at your reviews. these are important. You know, having those stars and the reviews done. If you look at typical results, results that have reviews up there rank higher than ones that don't. Google authorship is a relatively newer one. Making sure your picture shows up with your posts and your blog posts and uh, your content is becoming a higher ranking thing and giving stability and ranking higher. As far as the website goes, there's a few things you can do. There are, uh, again, on a WordPress side or on a CMS side, there are plugins you can use that will add geo-tagging to your posts and to your pages. Yoast Local has um, not just a typical Yoast WordPress SEO, but they actually have a local plugin. Um, that's available that creates the KML file and the files that it needs to register for local. Making sure your page matches. Having your business address, your phone number on the contact page, but even Google recommends on the sidebar or in the footer, having your address on every page that you put out. Again, get those citations back in to, to show who you are and where you are. And again, if you're and, doing and content. Sure mistakes,
1: the other thing I want, I just want to, sorry to interrupt, even uh, make sure, big, big mistake people make is they use a PL box. You know, in a lot of single single operations where they don't have, they may not have a physical address. They use a PO box, and and you want to have a physical street address. So, uh, for instance, you know, the post office now will allow you. I'm pretty sure it's national; they'll allow you to use your street address, uh, their street address as your main address. You can have, you know, my my business address is is the post office post office address with the box number. The PO box will will not really be picked up by Google at this point.
2: All right. Yeah, you don't want PO boxes. Uh, and but make sure your address matches exactly too is critical there. If you use street on one, don't use ST on another. It's it's really particular with how it makes those citations. And then there's a ton of other stuff. Local has its own optimization structure that's just way out there as well. You know, on your images, you can add the city and and things to the image name. Making sure that again, they're geotagged. If you put them up on websites that do geotargeting and geotagging is important. Making sure your optim, your page is optimized with your categories and your, your right credentials and your business hours and all those things. There's, there's a lot to local, um, maintaining it to make sure it's kept up. So you want to make sure you're looking at both, both your website from a local perspective. And then if you really are a local business, you know, do you need the citations? Do you need that business structure set up? If you're a national company, it's probably less less critical because you're not as worried about the people around you as you are across the country. So,
1: and then the other thing is, from a content point of view, write locally. You know, write to your location, and that's the challenge that that you know another challenge for content creation is in those headlines. You're going to want to talk about uh, not only your problem, you know, the problem you're solving or the thing that you're trying to talk to people about, but your location. Um, you know, when I ran the martial arts school, we were located in Brookfield, Connecticut. And, you know, I've been gone for a while now, but still probably, you know, I, I don't I don't even know how this, you know, I, I don't have a connection with, this, with the martial arts school anymore. But if you back, you know, three years ago, if you searched on anything in Brookfield, Connecticut, my martial arts school came up. The name of it was Xandri's Martial Arts. I mean, you could search on pizza in Brookfield and we would come up. Somewhere on that page, because we were always writing tons and tons of content, and you know it'd be you know um, stop bullying in Brookfield, Connecticut. You know, kids, kids stop bullying in Brookfield, Connecticut. kids pizza party in Brookfield, Connecticut, or something. You know, that has Brookfield, Connecticut in it, and you can see why you know pizza party would come up, right? Because we would talk about having we'd have a pizza party for kids, and we'd talk about it in a, in a blog post. So all of a sudden, you know, we're everywhere for every combination locally.
0: That's awesome. That makes a lot of sense. And, yeah, it's it's something that I've really been thinking about with, with my business because it seems like a lot of the local businesses, they hear about me from somebody local here, and it seems like if people were finding me on the web, then they could go validate with their friends instead.
2: Yeah, definitely. Keep in mind, too, all the – you talked about cell phone searching Bing. A lot of the other apps in the programs that are out on GPS and cell phones, are searching Yelp, Bing, they're searching Foursquare, they're searching these things for you know, you pull up your car and you pull up your GPS directions, whether they stop to you locally or not, if you're a restaurant or you're that type of business, couldn't matter if you have reviews and if you've done your local citations well, um, more than just your website because they're not finding you for that, they're finding you on all those other review sites. So it's definitely an important piece to look at.
0: Awesome. All right, well, are there uh, other pieces of SEO that we haven't discussed that we, you know, we missed because we just didn't know to ask?
1: Yeah, from my perspective, I mean, there's, there's, tons, there's tons and tons of stuff. I and mean, we could talk about it for hours. But from my perspective, you know, and, and I'm sure Stephen will agree uh, with this, is, you know, write a ton of stuff, man. You know, just be prolific. You know, create. And it's kind of like, I guess you could call it being everywhere. You know, when, uh, be everywhere marketing. (laughs) When I, when I ran the martial arts school before the internet, you know, before we were really worried about the internet, we were just everywhere. You know, you couldn't throw a stone in Brookfield, Danbury, Newtown, anywhere in Connecticut that, that we served. You couldn't go anywhere without seeing us somewhere. You know, we, we used to do ad cards, for instance. That was one of our marketing mechanisms, an ad card, which is just a little postcard with our marketing on it, and I would go to every single store that had a counter, and I would put our ad cards, and you've probably seen these, you know, business cards out, I used to bring business card holders with me, and put my ad card, and they, they stood out like a sore thumb, and, and literally, you could go on, a, on an errand where you were, you know, maybe shopping for, for being, you know, a family picnic, you were going to the liquor store, you are going to the butcher, you are going to the market, and you would see us like five times on your trip so that's one mechanism that allowed me to be everywhere and and same thing online you be everywhere get you get a facebook page get a twitter page get a google plus account you know be on linkedin and, and and be everywhere that your prospect is going to be creating content that takes them back to maybe a central place you know so your blog or your website is kind of that central content hub so everything you're doing on linkedin is driving people back over to learn more about you on your blog. And, you know, if you do that and you create this great content for people, people will start sharing it and you're going to you're just, your SEO is going to explode over time. You know, now from from the technical point of view, there are things obviously that you need to do, but at the very least, the, the, from the starting point, create content. Yeah,
2: yep. keep the content. And, and the other things that are out there, keep in mind, some of the simple stuff people overlook, you know, doing those, those blogs are easy. Doing YouTube videos. Remember, YouTube is the second largest search engine right behind Google, you know, when YouTube to Bing. Video images and images are, are a huge thing. You know, you post an image on Facebook, it gets shared, you know, making up numbers ten times to every one content post. You know, people love pictures, they love videos. Make sure that you're doing some graphics or, or putting out a video. There's, there's programs like Animoto. There's ways to do video on Fiverr. or, you know, you don't have to, if you can do your own video, great, but there's ways to do it without getting crazy that sticks. It helps your ranks. It sticks on your content keyword. You know, Google loves video. Uh, and it, it, really is a big one to use. That's not overly as difficult as people make it out to be. Um, and then like I said, really just make sure you're covering the scope. If you, if you work on the basics, work on your keywords, look at your target audience, make sure your structure is good. Um, and don't do anything crazy. Don't go buying backlinks or, you know, falling for the latest gizmo, uh, program, whatever that's out there that you'll see for backlinking. Um, you'll do okay. You you know, you'll, you'll, you'll have to keep working at it, but you'll rank well on your own with just starting those basic structures.
0: Awesome.
4: All right. Well, let's go ahead and roll into the picks then. Eric, what are your picks? Um, so I was actually going to pick this first since it's been mentioned in the show, but, um, I use HitTel for, um, all of my sites. It's really great. Um, the problem that I've, i kind of mentioned in the chat, the problem I get on uh, my blog, which is my main site, is a lot of the, a lot of the search terms that come in are coming in as not provided, which basically means that someone's logged into Google. And since most of my audience are developers, uh, freelancers, they're logged into Google. So like, I don't remember what it was, like 80 something percent of my keywords I can't see. And so Google Analytics is almost worthless for me. Um, but HitTel actually helps out quite a bit with that. Um, it doesn't get those, Figures for me, but it will actually go through the other fifteen percent that I do get, and it'll make suggestions like, "Hey Eric, you should write about you know this long tail keyword, or you should write about this one." Or um, I know another good thing is it doesn't just work with Google; it works with all the search engines, including the international Google's. So I've gotten you know recommendations from the Canadian version or the Indian version, and it's nice because it's on those. There's a lot less competition, and I might actually be able to get on page one for stuff that I'm like on page twenty in the U.S. So I've used Hitel for a while. It's, it's really inexpensive and if you're going to be doing a lot of writing, I'd recommend it. Awesome. Reuven, what are your picks?
1: So I don't actually have any uh, professional picks for this week, but i discovered a, a funny pick, uh, which is this TV show called Continuum. And I think, Jeff, you actually picked this a long time ago on the Ruby Road Well, I know that actually I looked it up because I was sure that I heard about it somewhere before I found it. And uh, I've just been having fun. It's on iTunes. Uh, it's Fun, interesting, an excellent way to procrastinate further on doing a dissertation. Anyway, I recommend it for people who like science fiction, time traveling, talk shows, of which I'm sure there are so many.
0: Awesome. Alright, Jim, what are your picks?
1: So I've got, uh,
3: two design related picks. Um, there are two blogs that, uh, if you're interested in getting some inspiration for any design work, you should check out. One is com, and there's a hyphen in there. If you go to Swiss Miss without the hyphen, you'll go to uh, an instant hot chocolate company. And um, so uh, check that one out. And another one is called Design Sponge. And Design Sponge is um, uh, just a, another place that I'll go to kind of get
2: get ideas
3: for inspiring things to talk about a bunch of different things like uh, colors and, uh, you know, interior design and just design of objects and all kinds of things like that. So
0: check them out. Awesome. All right. I'm going to uh, give one pick. This may not surprise anybody who was in this channel uh, a few days ago. Uh, my, my joke, my joke was basically that uh, there's still uh, gray matter on the wall and I'm not sure if that's from me banging my head so hard against it or when my head exploded, I was trying to use QuickBooks to, to get my books done because my bookkeeper messed up my books and uh, I was trying to get my, um my taxes filed. And yeah, anyway, I, I, pulled up my profit and loss statement and um, it said, yeah, you made negative $50,000 last year and all of the numbers were totally wrong uh, that, that made that final number come out. And so I was like, okay, great. So um, I tried to go into quick-
1: your bookkeeper. huh?
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I sent her a nice little email and said, um, thank you for all of your work. Uh, don't worry about refunding me, but we're done anyway. Um, so, <laughs> I went into QuickBooks Online because that's what I was using to try and figure that out. And um, that didn't work. And you can't export QuickBooks Online into QuickBooks for Mac. So that didn't work either. To make a long story short, basically what I wound up doing was, uh, if you remember a week or two ago, we had Stephen Bristol on the show from Less Accounting, And so I went and tried out their application. And guess what? It actually works. And I can figure out how to use it. And so... Um, yeah, I've I've sunk a whole bunch of money into QuickBooks, and um, I'm just taking that as stupid school tuition, and I'm using less accounting now. So less accounting is my pick. And uh, just to add to the fact that it's easy to use, I ran into a problem importing my PayPal history, and their support person actually took my PayPal history, um, exported it to a file that I could import into their system, There was just something funny with the CSV that I was trying to put in. So she went to the trouble of actually doing the conversion for me so that I could get all those transactions into the system so that I can get my books done so I can get my taxes filed. So anyway, their, their design, their, not only is the, the app's design awesome, but uh, their support is excellent too. So, um, I was also getting emails from Alan, who is Steven's partner. So. I was getting I was getting help from all angles on from the company, and I just I I just super happy with them. So, anyway, that's my pick. Um, Mike, what are your picks? Did we, did we lose you? Um, it does look like somebody dropped off, but all the phone calls look the same to me. Um, Steven, what are your picks?
2: Um, actually, I just found a, a site called Web Presence Optimizer. Um, that is a keyword tracking tool. Um. Primarily for bigger sites. It's not for the the two smallest sites, but if you're getting into retracking multiple sites and doing keywords and analytics and everything in one spot, it's got some real nice tools for giving you optimization suggestions, keyword tracking. It not only tracks your Google and Bing, but it'll actually let you do external links like uh, your your YouTube videos and your press releases and that kind of stuff. Um, seems like a real nice a real nice tool to use this week for tracking and checking out.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, let's. Let's go ahead and wrap up the show. And uh, thanks for coming again, Stephen and Mike.
2: Oh, our pleasure to be here.
0: All right. Well, uh, anyway, we'll we'll be done. We'll catch you all next week. And uh, thanks for listening.